Yirmiyahu chapter 33. Chapter 33 does not have very much new information. Chapter 33 is, again, a chapter about restoration. These chapters, 30, 31, 32, and 33, are the part of the book which speaks of and emphasizes the consolation and the promise of redemption. And here, too, in chapter 33, once again, we have a promise of return, a promise of restoration. For example, in verse number 10, Korbar Hashem, Hodi Shama Bamakomaze Asheratem Omrim, Chorevu, Mayen Adam, Mayen Beheba, Biore Yehudav, Chutzot Yerushalayim, and Shamot, Mayen Adam, Mayen Yoshev, Mayen Beheba, in this very place, which is desolate, the cities that are desolate, there are no people, there are no animals, nobody is here. In this very place, one day there will be, in verse 11, Kol Sason Vikol Simcha. The sound of groom and bridegroom. The sound of rejoicing. We're familiar with that from the blessings we say at a wedding and the Sheva Brachot of the seven days following. There'll be the cry of Hodu et Hashem Tzvaot Kitov. Hashem Kiwiolam Chasdo. There'll be the cries of joy, acknowledging God, thanking God who is good. Mivim Toda Beit Hashem, who bring the sacrifice of gratitude, of thanksgiving. Kiyashiv et Shavuot Aretz Kivarishona Amar Hashem, I will restore the fortunes of the land as of old, says God. So here too, in chapter thirty-three, have we encountered this before? And here it's very much emphasized the promise of return. The next section, which also deals with consolation and return. Same thing in this desolate place. No humans, no animals. There will be pasture for shepherds where they can rest their flocks. In all these places, the mountain, south, Benjamin, Srivei Yerushalayim, Will be already who done the cities of Judah, the outskirts of Jerusalem. O Tavarna Hatzon Ayyadei Moneh Omar Hashem. Once again, the sheep, that refers to Israel, shall pass again under the hands of the one who counts them, says the Lord. Here the shepherd is presented or represented as one who cares for the sheep and counts each one. It's interesting that on Yom Kippur, Customer of the Ashkenazim, one of the highlights, Unetane Tokef. And there it speaks about God taking account of every person. As the shepherd, Kivakorat Roed Ro, Mavir Tsono Tachat Shifto, the shepherd counts the sheep, Kentavir Vitisbor Vitimna, God is also counting. Has a double meaning in that prayer. The counting in that prayer, one of the highlights of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, has to do with everybody being judged. Everybody is judged separately. But the counting has another sense to it as well, which of course is present here in chapter 33 of Yermio, of care. Not just of holding people accountable, but of the care. To the shepherd, every sheep is dear, and every sheep is counted. Chapter 33 is all about consolation. And at the end of the chapter, beginning 
with verse number 17 and 16. It talks about in those days, in the future, a verse that we had earlier in the book, Judah and Israel and Jerusalem will be redeemed. The place will be called Hashem Tzidkenu. God is our vindicator. We had this verse earlier. And then in 17, it's very interesting, to the end of the chapter, there's a particular focus on kingship and the kingship of David. Koamar Hashem, the kingship of David will not cease to be. There will continue to be a king, a Davidic king, as king of Israel. So here David is represented, as David is represented in many places, as the perfect king, as the authentic king. And the promise is returned. The kings of Judah, all of whom reigned during the prophecies of Yermiyahu, after Yoshio, they're all bad. And they all contribute to the downfall and destruction. But the promise of restoration is a promise to restore the Davidic line. And in verse number 18, Similarly, the other institution that passes on from one generation to the next, namely the priesthood, that institution as well will not be cut off. There will be continuity in the priesthood as well. Here it's interesting to note that in Yermio, unlike, let's say, for example, the next book of the Bible, Yechezkel, there Yechezkel has a particular group of priests that are singled out. Yermio does not single out any particular group of priests. Yermio does single out a particular group of kings, and that is the Davidic line. And at the end of the chapter, beginning in 19, there's a reiteration of the promise, of the covenantal promise. If one could think that the world that would cease to be, day and night would cease to be, then Gambriti too far at David Avdi, then my covenant with David would be nullified. But short of that, the covenant with David will not be nullified, and furthermore, the priesthood will continue to serve. Verse 22. Once again, in verse 22, a focus on the kingship of David. The kingship of David, which is critiqued in the book of Shmuel, for example, but over here David is held up, as David often is, as the ideal king. And the culmination of the chapter is very interesting. Chapter 33. Verse number 24, God says to Yermio in verse 24, Have you seen what the people say? There were two families that God had chosen and God has now rejected. And they despise my people and regard them as no longer a nation. In other words, the enemy has rejected, has defeated Israel, Judah, and they're not to rise again. The two families, what are the two families? Once again, God repeats. God talks about the creation. If the creation would cease to be, they would cease to be. If the creation does not cease to be, they will not cease to be. Who is they? Gamzera Yaakov. 
Mikachat Mizaro Moshlim. El Zera Avraham Yitzchak Viyakov. So the two families are the family of Jacob, Beit Yisrael, the various tribes, that's Jacob. And we remember from the previous chapters that when the prophet speaks of restoration and return, the character who is emphasized in the chapters of consolation, the character is Jacob and Jacob's counterpart, Rachel. Those are the ones who represent restoration and return from exile. And that is the story of Jacob in the Torah. And the other character, the other person that's emphasized over here, will be fully restored. The other family is the family of David. So these two families that some people think have been rejected, no, they're not rejected. The promise to Jacob and Jacob's family, the promise to David and David's house are repeated at the end of chapter 33. It's very interesting that the Jewish people have a custom that on Motzei Shabbat, after the Sabbath leaves us, so we have a custom to have what is known as a Malava Malka, a little party, to escort the queen. Sabbath queen is leaving, and there are customs to make a little party, to sing some songs, and have a kind of festive meal at the leaving of the Sabbath. At that meal, there are three people who come to the meal who are highlighted in the Malava Malka. One, of course, is Elio Hanavi, Elijah the priest. Elijah augurs future redemption. So after the Sabbath has left us, we're back in the real world. So our hopes, our aspirations of a redeemed world are very much with us. And in our house enters Elijah the prophet, who augurs the redemption. He's one of the characters of the Malava Malka. Another one is David. David, Melech Yisrael, Chayvikayam, we sing on Motzei Shabbat, on Saturday night. David represents the hope for the future, the king who reflects God's values. So he enters our house. And finally, it's Jacob. Ancient Israel, Yisrael Saba. Yaakov is with us on Saturday nights. And we sing, we sing a song that begins with words from the book of Yirmiyahu. Altira Avdi Yaakov, Jacob, my servant, be not afraid. It's interesting that here in chapter 33, it's David who was called the servant. It's Zerah Yaakov David Avdi. But earlier, Jacob was also called the servant. So on Saturday nights, when the Sabbath has left us, and we're about to confront a new week, and a week in which often God is not obviously present, so we bring it to our house, those people who represent the future that is promising. Of course, Elijah, Jacob, and our servant David.